welcome, imaginary <laughs> audience, to <laughs> the first episode of the podcast. So <laughs> here we are in the podcast moment. And if you're listening, thank you so much. Um, yeah. yeah, we are the American Dream discussing a wide range of things. And so I guess we're going to just start explaining ourselves so so you know what this podcast is about. And uh, I've made just kind of a list of main topics that we're going to kind of go through to orient any potential listeners and also maybe discuss some of the fundamentals of lucidity and just have a good time. So my first question is for you, Melanie. Okay. And for you, what, what would you say, what is lucid dreaming anyways? And what is dream yoga? Oh, man. <laughs> um, hmm. Well, uh, let's see. Um, should I introduce myself? Oh, oh we should do that too. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I don't know what all to Good say catch. or what the, the, what the potential um, listenership might be. Even if it's just my children, perhaps they would like to know who I think I am in this moment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pretty deep. That's a really deep way to take introductions. Um, thanks. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, when I write in my journal, I try to put like the day where I am and what my brain is thinking. Cause boy, that makes a difference with what I say. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> so, we so, uh, talk yeah. about that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> High school English. Um, yeah. Thanks, Mr. Soul. You were interesting. Hello. Mr. Soul. Mr. Soul. That's very um, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so S-O-U-L-E, I think. Um, and, and anyway, so I'm I'm Melanie, and um, I am a human, I think, and <laughs> um, I've been living on this planet. Uh, I don't know. I've spun around the sun forty odd times. Um, I've lived in a bunch of different places, and um, I've met a lot of really awesome people <laughs> in my life and done a lot of fun things and I don't know why I'm bringing that up but I am um and I have two wonderful wonderful children that are shaping and molding me into my best me um right now <laughs> doing their best anyways That's and beautiful. um yeah I uh lucidity has been my personal focus I guess um, being as present, uh, in the moment as I can, um, that's been a real focus for me because boy, I get stuck in the past a lot. And sometimes I get stuck in the future or worries about the future a lot. And that's just really uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, can be. um, and I find that I am most grounded and ready for life when I can be present. So I guess that's kind of what lucidity is for me. And uh, it spills over into dreams when I'm lucky. <laughs> and, um, and I'm able to, when I'm able to be fully present in my dreams, that's when... I find that I have control of things and I, I used to, um, I used to do it accidentally. I didn't understand how it happened. Um, 
and it was lots of fun. Um, but lots of lots of fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I thought that's just what it was, you know, like um, accidentally falling into a wormhole. Hey, this is cool. But um, I've I'm learning that this is also a skill that can be developed. And the coolest thing about being present and able to control things in your dreams, and when I say control things in your dreams, I'm not just talking about, um, you know, stopping an uncomfortable dream or dreaming about a particular thing that I want to dream about. Um, it goes way beyond that. <laughs> but um, for the purposes of this introduction, <laughs> Um, we'll just say that that's, that's a l l layer of it, a layer of it, lucidity. Um, it's, there's a spectrum, right? Like, uh, yeah, for anything. sure. For sure. And I had the very good fortune to stumble on a dream yoga class. Um, I, uh, Andrew Holosek, I believe yep. is how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Um, he taught that's the class. And um, initially I got into it because I thought, cool, well, if I can stimulate lucid dreams, then I can start to use that, you know, 25% of my sleep uh, to be productive because, damn it, my workday is not productive enough <laughs> or something. I was being selfish, I guess. Um, but but as, but as uh, the practices, you know, that he had us follow um, involved developing a meditation practice and in um because his philosophy which has proven true for me anyways is that the more lucid i am in my waking life um because holy crap it's astonishing to realize now how little of my waking life used to be lucid um yeah it's crazy the, when you start to see that <laughs> It, it is. I mean, just how much, you know, it, it's it's a spectrum there, too. Like, you know, it's one thing to be here in your car and how did I get home? Holy crap. I don't remember going through those intersections. Yeah. Someone asked um, me, that... what did you do last weekend? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have no idea. It's Monday. Right, right. Where, Where was I? Right, and if and if you work at it, you know, especially if you have like things in your calendar, you can, uh, you can like remind yourself, be like, oh yeah, that's right, that's, I, I vaguely remember going out to eat with friends or you know whatever, and then you can pull it back up. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think the way Andrew defined lucidity was, uh, he said, a lucid thought is a remembered thought. Um, so that's kind of where it starts, but yeah, so, uh, his, his whole philosophy was to start off with what you're doing when you're awake is going to translate into what you're doing when you're asleep. And so just working on being present and lucid and, um, when I'm awake has just made, um, the attempt in dream so much, so much more natural <laughs> and not easy, uh, but easier. And, yeah, that's um, wonderful. Is that is that kind of answer? I don't remember your well, question. My, my first question was, what is lucid dreaming slash dream yoga to you? Ah, 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right, good. Uh, well, if I could just add quickly, Dream Yoga, uh, I think, um, <laughs> thank you for your patience with my loquacity. Um, Dream Yoga kind of takes it beyond just, hey, we're going into this space to control it into a much more structured series of practices that help, you know, kind of like stepping on the yoga mat helps you to be more present in your body and your breath when you're awake, um, at least for me, uh, it's, it, to me, it's a similar set of practices that helps you to kind of develop your flexibility and strength and balance um, in, in, in dream space. It's marvelous. I, I would love to hear your thoughts on these things and also an introduction from you, okay. um, Sky, if you would, please. Yeah, I, I thought we might kind of go back and forth like that. Okay, okay cool. Yeah. Well, I'm ready. My name is Sky. Um, I'm 24 years old. I've done a bit of traveling and living in a couple different places. Um, mostly at this point in my life, I'm trying to get started as a massage therapist and just have some independence and be in my own space. And of course, it's coronavirus, and that's it's just going slow. But that's okay. So I guess that's where. Yep, that's good for now. Uh, it'll all come up more in a second. So what's what is lucid dreaming? To me, lucid dreaming is like very simply as a definition, just um I guess well I'll take a step back for a second and say there's an awesome quote by Deepak Chopra and it says the awareness of a thought is not a thought. And I really, really like that quote and I kind of taken it in the direction of lucidity and kind of come at it in a couple different ways and so this is one of my thoughts about that quote is that an awareness of a thought is not a thought but an experience and mm. what strikes my mind is that the mind deals of course naturally and beautifully in thoughts and lots and lots of thoughts but once you start to get towards the emotions the emotional body this the soul or just the body itself, and the body itself deals in experience. And I think mm. the soul kind of goes both ways. You have thoughts and you also have experiences. So when you have an awareness of your thought, it's not a thought, it's an experience in my thinking. Oh, and I so, love that. Yeah, I, I love it too. And so my, to me, lucidity itself is not necessarily an awareness of your awareness, though it is, because, I mean, we can cognitively, just abstractly be aware of the fact, oh, yes, we're awake. But lucidity is when you have an experience of your awareness and when you kind of know mm. what it feels like. <clears throat> and so for me to have that awareness experience in a dream is so powerful because it brings out all... <clears throat> I mean, it's a space where you can start to unwind the structures that form us. And I guess, well, here's dream yoga then for me, is all of us have gone through tremendous amounts of conditioning or trauma or wounding or anything like that. And when you're in the dream, very literally, you're in a space of possibility and you're in a space mm. that's very essential and probably pretty native to the soul. And so in that area where you, if you are having an experience of your awareness, can begin to return to your original essence and this brings healing it brings a sense of you know shedding limits 
moving right. past preconceived psychological notions, <clears throat> freeing subconscious thought patterns to just be free. To really, the goal is kind of just to end up more of yourself and having a great time. Like, um, we'll get to personal testimonies at the end of this. Um, I, oh, I mean, cool. I have, it <laughs> I have it scheduled anyways. Whether or not we get there, I don't know. I forgot to share my questions with you to start, but I'll save that, that until that. the end. If it happens that way. Um, I like the spontaneity, but I say we roll with it. Okay, cool. <laughs> so yeah, for me, that's what lucidity is. Um, pretty plainly and just as a definition. And also kind of what dream yoga is to me. And what, what some of the things are that can be done with it. Um, yeah, so that answers our first question question zero actually because i thought hey, about this wh question last <laughs> nice well i have a yeah yeah <laughs> i was just gonna say i have a comment on your question zero okay um, okay <laughs> this is the difficulty of not being able to see each other because i don't know when a good time to jump in is so please um accept my apologies yeah we'll or... <laughs> just jump at each other <laughs> it's just gonna be verbal uh pinball Verbal assault, yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> like friendly assault. Okay, so, well, I had this thought, right. <laughs> when you were talking about um, uh, lucidity and that dream space as being free of that conditioning, it um, it's so interesting that you say that because, uh, I mean, Andrew talked about it a lot in the class that I took um uh or the class that we took i guess and um just the whole idea that uh lucidity um is kind of the the opposite not the opposite i don't know how would you characterize the way he describes ego versus lucidity but certainly oh, yeah. like the idea of having to release the cultural conditioning having to release uh, that egoic tendency towards sleep, mm -hmm. you know, um, towards non-lucidity that we've been conditioned to. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting to me that, you know, that's a thing that you have to struggle with during the day. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> at least I do. In, in, order to, in order to find that lucidity at night, um, oh. you know, mm -hmm. like if there's a day where I'm, feeling really crappy and I just you know I'm trying to stay awake because there's kids to mind and so I just find myself like burning through a bunch of Netflix <laughs> you know dr dreaming someone else's dreams really mm -hmm. um, I find that that is not a, a good uh, brain space for even remembering my own dreams much less um, being able to find myself lucid in them so so yeah, I, I really like that you brought up the, the the conditioning and like the boundaries and you can do this and no, you can't do that. And oh, yeah. um, <laughs> um, just, yeah, people telling us stuff that doesn't jive with our spirits and our spirits know better. So um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Love it. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's bad. all I had. To, that's, that's what I had to say. So, okay. Well, I just, <laughs> I guess I'll respond to you because you, you asked me how I would describe the, the ego. Thing. Yeah, I yeah. guess I would say that for me, the ego is the journey of the soul. 
as described by Matt Kahn, who is just mm. one of my favorite spiritual teachers of all time. Oh, yeah. His interpretation is that what is ego is just the soul going through the journey of growth and learning about itself here on Earth in this mm -hmm. very confusing place. Um, so, yeah, for me, ego is just it's just the picture we have or the sense, the felt sense, emotional sense, or mental definitions of who we are, what we hold on to as, as us. Which, of course, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, like, very grounding, honestly. Very helpful. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. for me, if I'm in lucid dream, kind of expanding upon ego, it's just, in my own personal practice, kind of becoming more familiar with and identifying more as a soul than as a physical body through mm. ex through experiences, not through any, like anything I'm learning or reading about, but in the dreams, like literally experiencing sensations of divinity and what is heaven. And so that for me is like awesome. And it has literally changed me in so many ways and just expounded upon my happiness very, very greatly. So that's, awesome. that's how I'd answer that one. Yep. I love that. I, I, I love, I love the idea of, of ego as being a, um, progressive force. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> As opposed to being a destructive one, which is usually how I think about it. So thank yeah. you. That's a good perspective. Cool. Um, yeah, I, like that. Just, I think it's just how, it's just the process of us trying to figure out what the heck we are, where we are, <laughs> why, why do I mm -hmm. feel bad, and what can I do right. about it? You know, all the right. important questions. Right. What's that? What's that nagging thing in the back of my head, and why do I keep looking at the? The dryer, um, the dryer exhaust, the, the dryer, <laughs> like my clothes dryer. It's been bothering me oh, yeah. for weeks. I've been ha okay. Okay, this is a quick aside. I hope you don't mind, but don't it's mind. kind of related. I've been having these dreams about fires, and oh. my dryer, my clothes dryer, which I don't use that often, but when I do, it's just been getting taking longer and longer and longer to dry. Hmm. And as I was falling asleep the last couple of nights, I was like, you need to check the dryer vent because if that's clogged, one, that could be a fire. Two, <laughs> that could be why your clothes aren't getting dry as quickly. Like I have to run the cycle twice mm -hmm. and I keep talking myself out of it. Like, no, no, I cleaned that like six months ago. Like that, that can't be it. That can't be it. And then today, when I'm walking outside, having done the exact same thing last night as I was falling asleep and continuing to have dreams about fires and clogged events, I look over at the exhaust vent now that the snow isn't covering, you know, the ground and I'm like paying attention to things. Mm -hmm. The thing was clogged like three inches deep, but only oh. on the outside of the house. Oh, I see. <laughs> From like snow and stuff? No, like vent, like lint. I think what happened was there was That's snow crazy. pressing up against it, and so it got wet. And just instead of blowing out, it was like just catching. That's so. And I ha so I haven't yet t tested the dryer to see if it works better, but I can't see why it wouldn't. And I'm feeling a lot better about my house not burning down. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah, way to go, dreams. See, this is a real life application. But it's that it's that it's that paying attention, right? Like my yeah. gut's been telling me this thing, and I keep, you know, like, oh no, it's, it's don't pay attention to that, because you know, why would mm -hmm. I? My brain wants to go first, <laughs> not my guts. 
Well, yeah. guess what? Guts are right. They usually are right. It's, it's interesting. It's odd because right. like trusting them feels like letting go of control, because it's not oh, understandable. It does. So yeah, it does. craziness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So if you're ready, I think mm-hmm. we could start the next question. Perfect. Okay. Hit me. The next question for you, Melanie, is why are we making this podcast? Why the heck are we doing this? Why are we putting in the time to try and figure out how to make a podcast? Well, first of all, (laughs) you're the one that's put in most of the time. So, you know, much gratitude there. Um, Okay, thank you. but (laughs) But I think for me, the reason why I want to do this is one, when we have conversations on the phone about our dreams and lucidity, I really wish that I had a recording of it to listen to later (laughs) (laughs) because I feel like we, we hit on so many, I don't know. I feel like sometimes when I'm talking to you, like these floating pieces of thoughts that haven't fully gelled into something useful, like I grab them and I pull them together and, and you always have interesting things to add to my thoughts and Mm. um, that help me with my perspective. And it, I don't know. I, I feel like if I was a person not a part of this conversation, that that might be of use or, and or interest to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, even if it's just for me or my kids and they're curious, but, you know, boy, maybe someone else yeah. um, would boy, be what interested a dream that in. Would be. Can you imagine? But, right. Well, I mean, like, what's that whole thing we keep talking about with uh, knowledge as a virus, right? Like, you, like, I'm flabbergasted that of all of my friends that I have shared the excitement of my lucid slash lucid dreaming journey, like have just, I don't know. It's just incredibly exciting to me because it's so transformative in so so many important ways. And so far, I mean, I'm very grateful to have your interest in it (laughs) um but yeah but yeah but yeah like you're the only person i've really been able to talk to about with that and and you know i mean we're in just one location the internet is a vastly reaching thing perhaps other people could benefit from this knowledge and it's like i can't stop myself from talking about it even when people aren't listening i really have to be like okay be quiet they're not listening um (laughs) So, so yeah, I, I, I think this is, this is transformative. Like, um, my my life, I don't know. I don't want to get into like the nitty gritty details of it, but there's been some, a lot of heaviness and darkness, um, to get through pandemic, notwithstanding. (laughs) Um, and, uh, this has been how, or at least a very large part of how I think I've been able to keep moving. Yeah, um, I think that would really be worth discussing. Maybe maybe we could dedicate an episode to that, because I'm sure you have a lot to say that people could benefit from in listening to it. Boy, I'd like to think that if I heard had heard some of these things and hadn't had to work so hard <laughs> to you know learn it the hard way, that maybe I would have listened and yeah. saved myself some trouble. <laughs> So, yeah, absolutely. If I could do that for even one other person, it would all be worth it to me. Um, Beautiful. 
but uh but yeah i'd love to hear your reasons as well okay um thank you for your awesome answer to that question what a lovely <laughs> response i just have to say <laughs> well thank you scott uh-huh. <laughs> thank I'm, you for the question yeah welcome why am i making why are we making this podcast for me my motivation is i i really want to share this stuff it has been so unbelievably transformative for me and in addition to lucid dreaming uh we actually probably will talk about some astral projection as well because that's something i've been getting into and it is the most powerful healing tool i've ever come across and it has literally changed so much about me to the point where i have been able to recognize my gender more than i ever understood before and have have healed years and years and years of body frustration with where i've been and this is the only thing that has ever brought me peace and it has given me a deeper insight than i have than I, i could have found otherwise i think for me personally it's been tremendous so wow for, that's gorgeous thank you yeah. for sharing that you're welcome i'm excited to talk about it when we get to the <laughs> next yeah to question three which is personal okay. experiences such what can this practice do um mm. or, or some other time i don't know we'll see how much time <laughs> but, right you know we'll get there are we, we'll are, there. are we shooting for a particular amount of time i'm not paying I, attention to the time <laughs> maybe an hour is good i don't know should we make this shorter or longer yeah, what, what do you want to do? This is a lucid dream right now, and we've just got to talk about it. So, <laughs> what length of time do you think is right? Um, well, I wouldn't want to go more than an hour. Okay. That feels that feels that feels pretty heavy. But I guess you know, if people want to pause it and listen more later and break it up, that that's cool. Yeah, I'm cool just, with that. I, I guess that's just kind of what I was guessing because I feel like we've got a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. And we can always yeah. we can always change later, as well. Cool. Okay. I'm, I'm down. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> then, yes, what was it? Oh, I have, an, I have an answer for you as well. You talked about people kind of not being interested, and I just, I made a joke a couple of weeks ago, actually, to your listeners. Um, oh, okay. That, that, Melan, that Melanie and I were actually secretly the worst lucid dreamers in the world, and that everyone <laughs> already does this, and is just bored with it. And right. It just really seems that way, because... Everyone that I talk to that isn't Melanie is like, oh, yeah, I, I know that I'm dreaming every night. And I'm like, do you really? Do you understand what that means? Like, that is so powerful. Have you flown through 75 layers of ceiling looking for the sky only to find acoustic tiles above the clouds? Have you? <laughs> yes. These sorts of things. And I just have I found literally the top. Just This is the chair on top of this whole like i guess running theme that we both have so far in my yeah. school i've been doing some substitute teaching oh yeah yeah i was super successful with lucid dreaming <clears throat> one day before going into work and one of my teachers co-workers asked me you know how are you this morning and i was like oh my gosh i'm feeling so energized i had this lucid dream yes. it was yes. great <laughs> and she was like oh man Ugh, yeah i lucid <clears throat> dream too it's like it's getting better. I'm starting to not have as many, but gosh, I'm, what? I'm so exhausted. It's like, cause you're awake, you know, you don't get to rest as well. And I'm just kind of uh, trying to like inwardly just like, wow, I cannot imagine just, but just outwardly like, yes, I understand. That must be so tiring. 
and she yeah. told me that since she had her her daughter seven okay. years ago, she's been having lucid dreams every single night, and can oh recall every detail. And oh I my was, goodness! And I was like, oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! Yeah, and she's That's... trying to get rid of them. She's happy that she's having fewer. She'd like to get it down to zero. So. Well, I would challenge This is the outreach. Her. Okay. Well, okay. Well, I would challenge that concept because she's really in control. Or maybe she doesn't know what levels of control she has. But yeah. if she's really in control, she can step back from it. Oh, good point. You know, like Whoa. if, you know, it's maybe it takes a similar level of control, but like isn't that one of the stages of dream yoga? is like sitting back and just watching and not and not jumping in i mean it's one thing okay now that is a a bunch of layers of lucidity like there is a that is a a layer of lucidity to just remember everything about your dream Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. yeah it's another layer up to take control of it Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. sure um so then wouldn't it i don't know would it be another layer up to be able to go, okay, yeah, I can control this, but I'm not gonna. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a even more specific and sophisticated type of like mental exercise in dream. So right, definitely the difficulty increases by by stages there. I think I, I mean I would I would I would think so. That, that how interesting. I would love to. Pick her, pick her brain. Can we invite her onto the show? We can. And what a great segue into the next question. <laughs> okay. What will we be doing in this podcast? Um, oh, and man. I, I just have to say initially that we will be reviewing interesting people. Um, yes, please. Yes. Maybe we could get Andrew to come on the show. Wouldn't that be something? That would be a dream. <laughs> okay, well, I'll just dream it happening and then I'll see if I can record it. <laughs> Yep, I'm all for it. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, I feel like Okay, wait, you had a question. Let me let oh. me not get lost. What was your question? <laughs> um, what will we be doing in this podcast? Oh, um hmm. Um, I don't know, talking and uh discussing our dreams. I think that would be fun. That could be one thing we could do. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I like that. We could maybe that could be like um, potentially sh- like a shorter, s- shorter clip, like a weekly, maybe not weekly. I don't know how much time we have, but <laughs> we could dedicate right. some episodes purely to discussing awesome dreams and what they mean to us. That would be pretty. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I, I mean, I certainly like that idea, but I think one of the awesome things that we do when we chat about dreams is we give each other tips. Oh, yes. <laughs> Like when we find something that works really well, like the one tip from the dream yoga class where like you feel your lucidity slipping or your control slipping mm-hmm. to like clap your hands or like mm-hmm. windmill your arms around or like spin yeah, as a way to kind of like, I don't know if grounding yourself in the dream or just kind of waking up your, uh, your, your awareness. Um, and wow, that really works. Yes. <laughs> So I think I think tips would be a great thing to have. Yeah, we'll throw tips in here. So I, I guess we're going to be discussing our dreams, what they mean to us, and also trying to help people get into these spaces. 
because I mean we're going to talk of course about the effects and what can be gained and how how does it affect us personally mm -hmm. what's possible oh my gosh and then mm -hmm. how to get there as well um, I also kind of see us probably inviting people to talk who have different perspectives that could relate to not only lucid dreaming but like lucid living because yeah as a society and this is why we have tentatively named it the American dream is because it's kind of calling out the oh let's see the the mindlessness that can mm. occur with the just kind of the general culture of what the American dream is you know driven by external factors of reward and validation um, mm -hmm. endless acquisition not mm -hmm. necessarily really appreciating where you are what you have right now and then American because it's we're kind of speaking I think to the culture that we're in and, and Melanie's been to more places she can broaden that and so then we can kind of start to get towards like what are some of the ways that the world is acting non without lucidity and damaging itself mm. and how is it right. that an awareness of that can change our lives individually and how is it maybe that if our lives change individually it can affect the collective so kind of also concepts of lucidity mixed in with i guess political motivations and the way societies can be structured the potential you know because this is this is what lucid yeah. dreams are it's like it is whatever you make it is and mm -hmm. here we're probably going to talk about that too is like what what could we do with this life and so maybe we can invite some people that have great knowledge in the green farming and things like that or just mm. if we found something yeah. that was really cool that could be inspiring as far as to like what is possible with our, with our life with our time here right those are some people that i'm sure we'd both love to have on here i certainly would well yeah. i think you touched on it earlier that lucidity is a to me if i mean and i think to you as well a form of freedom mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know you're 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 releasing those um illusions <laughs> um oh, yeah. uh, boundaries um and you know figuring out where you are in space and not where people tell you to be or where your ego thinks you should be um in space and and maybe maybe we could also talk a little bit um a little bit about sleep oh that's interesting um yeah i'm reading this really book really good book right now called uh why we sleep mm -hmm. and oh my goodness <laughs> i mean just because you know um i think for me one of my biggest struggles with lucidity occurred because i was not prioritizing sleep oh okay that makes some sense <clears throat> And, you know, that affects your ability to be lucid during the day. It certainly affects your ability to reach lucidity and dream because the less sleep you get, the less REM sleep you get. There's just so many things that are tied in with that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think as a culture, part of the reason we like being asleep is because we're all sleep deprived, at least in the point. American culture. <laughs> yeah, I mean, terribly, terribly yeah and um you know for lots of reasons it could be you know geez i just saw some meme on the internet today about how you know people think they're free and in a democracy but you know eight hours of their day they're in an authoritarian environment and the implication was well you know in your workplace and i'm like wait a second 
who says it's what three percenter out there is saying they only work eight like a third of their life like come on um most of the people i know have multiple jobs um and uh you know they might not have very much control so um you know anyways i think there's just so many different layers to how um we give up our awareness and our presence um in society anyways and and just mm -hmm. the importance of sleep and yeah. and how all of the, all of that is connected yes so oh gosh think that. that's gonna anyway. be a good episode <laughs> Yes. Because Sky, I'm going to say this probably more than once. Um, one of the few people in my life who has inspired me since I met him to do a better job uh, prioritizing sleep. So thank you for that. You're welcome. I like um, to sleep a lot. <laughs> thank you. It's one of my great skills. Um... <laughs> it used to be, I used to be good at it too. And then I got married and had kids and tried to, you know, live the American dream and boy it was more of a nightmare so I, anyway well <laughs> not, not enough sleep there's a lot of layers to that too so yeah. i'll stop there <laughs> okay. yeah we're we're saying all the good stuff that's awesome thank you okay so that i think that brings us then to question three it looks like we still have a pretty good amount of time for it um and question three is just what are what are some of our personal experiences what what can this practice do? And I guess I'm asking that of, of you, and I'll answer in a second. Hmm. Wow. Um, well, I think you and I have discussed a number of times how the practices that we're engaging in, you know, diurnally <clears throat> um, during the day, um, even without any success oh my gosh. in night, Okay, because because I maybe that's another thing we need to plan on is is setting up a support group for the frustration when we don't immediately get the lucidity we work for. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> most anyone who's attempting this is automatically going to fall into that category. So right. I think it'll be pretty easy to. I mean, except for that friend of yours that can automatically just is lucid all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah because yeah, because yeah like you said we're the only two people that can't do this <laughs> <laughs> which is like interesting because we have to figure out like okay our brains just don't want to get there how do we get there right and so hopefully right. we'll we'll pick up a lot of really useful tools right but but certainly yeah like we need to plan on um you know like support grouping ourselves man it's been two weeks since i've had a lucid dream oh man yeah. um yeah Anyways, um, okay, so yeah, like just just the meditative practice, like mm -hmm. just having added that into my daily life, like multiple times a day, like a couple of years ago, <clears throat> meditation was something that happened occasionally, um, but now it's a it's a go to daily thing, and I I would be exaggerating. Um, no, I would not be exaggerating if I was to say that I would have a hard time getting through my day without it. Now. Mm, wow. <clears throat> wow. What, what, what differences has the meditation practice made for you? Um, and how does it help you get through your day? Those are just well, some bold statements. 
I mean, <laughs> there's there's a lot of little things, um, and there's a lot. Of, I, I'm trying to think if there's some way to neatly package it, but I don't I don't know that there is. But if we're just looking at like the diurnal practice of of being lucid, so um, <clears throat> one of the results of uh, one of the symptoms, I guess, of the PTSD that I am um, working my way through living with <laughs> right now yeah. is that. Um, I get terrible, terrible headaches. Just, I mean, I, I mean, I, I've never been diagnosed with uh, migraines, I guess. Um, I don't, or I'm not medicating for those things, but I, I get just these awful headaches sometimes. And I'm um, just intent, dealing with intense pain oh <laughs> of any so kind. Sorry. I mean, it doesn't even have to, it doesn't even have, like, it doesn't even have to be physical pain. I mean, just any kind of suffering, right? Um, you know, I think my natural instinct, or at least what I thought was natural instinct, was to push it away. And, um, you know, let's, let's take a bunch of drugs, let's... Um, let's pretend it's not happening. Let's just keep, you know, like I'm sick, but I got to go to work or I got to take care of my kids or I got to do something. Just keep pushing through it, keep pushing through it and pushing it away, pushing it away and not tending to it. Mm -hmm. um, I think just taking that, that daily stillness practice <laughs> where you're not pushing anything away, <laughs> uh, you know, well. and, um, Oh boy, you know another topic to add to all of this would be breath, breathing. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Because th I think that's connected too. Um, because my meditative practice fed my breathing practice, fed my yoga practice, and they all mixed into my lucidity practice in this fantastic potion of awesomeness <laughs> that I try to drink every day if I manage it. But but yeah, like dealing with suffering of any kind, just being able to sit there with it and acknowledge it. Okay, mm. all right, mm -hmm. you are dealing with some serious pain right now. Yeah. All right, let's try some alternate nostril breathing. Let's try, you know, counting as you breathe. I mean, like, how how do I experience it? And and there's just something about saying to myself, "Wow, you're in a lot of pain right now." Like, I don't, <laughs> it's really nice when you've got a friend that can do that for you. But if you're just sitting there on your own, <laughs> um, it's, it's being still there, there is, a, it, 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 at least for me, I've started to disconnect from it. Hmm. Maybe not just, maybe, I don't know if disconnecting is the right yeah. word, but I, I, I can, right. I can, I can have some distance from it. I don't have to get caught up in this cycle of, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this hurts so bad. Do I need to go to the hospital? What's happening? Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh! If you I know, I jump in for a quick second. Not yeah, to yeah. interrupt your thought, but just to bring yeah. it back to kind of one of the things that lucid can do, in as we kind of change our ego, uh -huh. lucid dream, lucid dreams, and lucid practices can help us feel a little more distant from what we've been identifying with. And one of those things is often problems. So if you're someone who's going through a lot of pain right. and there is a lot of struggle, this is quite literally an escape. So that's great. That's all, guys. But it is, but it's not because you're feeling it fully. That's true. That's, but you're not important. letting yourself get carried away with the story. Yeah. Like okay. one of the most powerful images of meditation 
that um, I've been told, and I don't remember where this came from, is is being a teacher, um, watching a playground during recess. And, you know, when you're standing out there, and I've actually done this as a sub teacher, <laughs> I've done recess duty, and you yeah. stand outside and you're waiting for the kids because the bell's going to ring and they're going to come out and they've got this big empty, um, you know, playground, which I think of as my mind. And as the kids come running out, okay, there's me and I've got, you know, a hundred kids I've got to keep an eye on. And those are all my thoughts. <sighs> all these children. And how do I... You know, if I'm if I'm a terrible recess monitor, I focus on one thought (laughs) Uh and I just chase that one thought around. Um, Meanwhile, you know, who knows what's going on on the rest of the on the playground. But if I'm if I'm if I'm doing a good job of being a recess monitor, um, I'm going to you know, I might engage with a thought if it needs my attention and then I can let it go and I can move to the next one because I want to acknowledge and be aware of all of my thoughts. Hmm beautiful right but but yeah but the but the but the trick is okay get as engaged as you need to but then 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 you let go and you move to the next thing um there's a lot to unpack there so so anyways yeah just i mean getting back to your original question like that alone if this was literally the only thing i ever got out of this lucidity practice out of you know, this dream yoga practice, that is more than enough to make it worth all the effort. (laughs) Um, Being able to disengage from the stories, be where I am and, but not be held there, you know, and be able to keep moving. Um, That's, that's a huge one. Um, That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I and I did want to very quickly say a second one that has to do with actual lucid dreaming. Yeah, um, so it's been a pandemic mm-hmm. <laughs> for a while now, and I have two children who are high risk. So it's been pretty much just the three of us in our house for about a year. Um, and that's alone. been really hard. Yeah. I, I'm, used, I'm used to having lots of helpers with my children and they were all gone and um yeah so so uh, what has saved my mind is that when i go to sleep at night i know (laughs) that i i i can explore i can go to another country i can engage with people safely I can have a social life. <laughs> I can do all of these things that I cannot safely do during the day. And I can remember those things and I can hold that, those memories. Um, uh, yeah. So that I haven't completely lost um, my social life. I haven't completely lost my ability to explore and, 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 and learn new things and go new places. And um, I mean, here's a here's a for instance. One night I spent wandering the German Alps, <laughs> um, a place that I had actually been a long time ago, but I, I really didn't get a chance to experience as slowly as I wanted because I was with other people, um, and I got to do it by myself in this dream, and I got to feel the sun on my face and feel the grass and the rocks under my feet and my hands, and it was safe. And it was beautiful, and 
Yeah. So that's been just amazing. Uh, yeah, it's been amazing to me. Um, and, and it totally beats, um, uh, binging Netflix movies. I'm just saying. <laughs> wow. Way to call me out. <laughs> what are you talking about? I do that too. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> if I have a choice, uh, yeah. you know what I'm picking. Yep. So, wow. That was awesome. Does that answer the question? Did I did I did I stay on track? <laughs> you blew it right out of the water. Uh, okay. All right. Great. Well, I I look forward to to your words. Okay. Um, <laughs> my own personal experiences with this. Um, I guess I'll yeah I'll go to this the most profound. For me, one of my greatest aspirations for lucid dreaming is to experience divinity and experience spirit um, and to let that force absolutely transform who I am um, I, I don't know why I want that that's just what I want almost more than anything it's to experience that being and I know that in a dream and also for me through astral projection when I am successful in totality it will be completely life-altering and even just in practice and attempts it already has been so I'll mm. just tell you about awesome. my, my gender experience. So yeah. I started doing astral projection, I guess, a couple months ago. And I don't know why. I just was called called by the thumbnail on YouTube. And so I gave it a shot. And it was just like a guided <laughs> astral projection meditation thing. And it was so profound. And I remember once I started to get into this space... Um, I was starting to feel my soul in my body and having been through so many years of kind of confusion, frustration about gender and like, who am I? And what is this body? And wow, what do I really want to be? And just being so completely distant from a form of satisfaction in that way. And it was as a soul, I began to feel my body change and develop kind of a more female form as a soul and what it felt like emotionally to have that shift to be so real to me was absolutely groundbreaking and it just it started to build this sense in me that you know maybe this is okay maybe I can start to go this way um, oh this wow was, this was around the time that I, I broke up with uh, a partner of mine who was absolutely a wonderful wonderful woman and we just had some differences, and so after some time we separated. And I, I remember when we broke up, I started this practice where I would just go in my closet, and I just kind of would tell myself, like, okay, in this closet, like, I can be whoever I want to be. I can be as gay as I want to be. I don't know if I'm gay or not, I said at the time. I can be as feminine or anything. I can just be myself right here in this space. And I started mm. to take that mentality into astral projection and just sort of explore and then it was in a lucid dream i was flying through the air which was interesting uh this is so funny i started it was in i was taking a shower or a bath yeah i was mm -hmm. taking a shower that turned into a bath i was done and i tried to turn off the water this was in a dream mm -hmm. and the faucet wouldn't turn off i was like okay that's super weird i've just got to <laughs> test and see if i'm dreaming right now and so i just did a little yeah, yeah. just to see if i would fly and I jumped off mm -hmm. of the third floor, 
third story of a parking garage that I've of my college, Lansing Community College, hashtag. Um, <laughs> and I just smashed into the ground, and I was like, wow, I could be totally broken right now. Are my toes okay? And my toes were intact. I was like, yep, I must be dreaming. And so I started to try and fly around. It was as I was flying. I Yay! Kind of, yeah. It was I love so flying. It was so fun. <laughs> yeah, I could feel literally every single part of it, just slowly lifting the tingling of the of my skin in the air and everything like that. And I just looked down and I kind of said to my body, without even thinking about it, like, you know, you can be a woman now if you want to. And my, my entire so body, it, it really was. My entire <laughs> body changed in front of me. I could feel everything just shift. And it was absolutely beautiful. And that has started me down a road of more self-love and acceptance than I have ever. And also a sense of what's possible for me. Uh, yeah. It's kind of inspired me to start looking at, at things like that. And what, what, where am I going? It's kind of expanded all that. And so literally awesome. I have experienced profound identity changes and relieved so much pain that I've I've had over this and I kind of had a realization after being literally able to experience a female form in dream that if I had been born a woman I think I would be equally frustrated that my masculine energy wasn't represented oh so, interesting yeah okay it gave me like a just a much greater sense of peace and also like I think I like I believe and I do and I can represent both these aspects and and be satisfied where I am now. Mm. And so that's awesome. Just one way dreams can be awesome. Yep. Oh man. That's, that's so that's powerful. Holy crap, Sky. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So I mean I've, I mean I've heard like pieces of that, but I hadn't heard that story just like that and that oh my gosh. Uh, I thought it was Yeah. Be. Well, you told me um I think part of that, but I don't remember the part about the Anyway, no, that's that's fantastic. My yeah, my nose got cold listening. That was. What? <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> um, no, that's that's what happens when my um, when I get excited, my no tip of my nose gets cold. Is that that's weird? So <laughs> no, nope, it's just cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like a like a animal with a dry or a wet nose. I don't know. Does it mean something? Maybe. Uh, maybe it needs to call maybe it means i need to calm down um no way no well, but that's so that's that's super exciting i have also experienced changing genders in dreams and um yeah i i i, I can i can imagine that that i mean for me it was it was not so much um um an exploration because I've, I mean, because I felt like I wasn't sure what my meat suit should be like. Um, but just because I was curious and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's incredibly profound and, and how healing would that be? I mean, I, um, I am very uh, varying levels of closeness with, um, several, um, individuals who are transgendered um i've met them in uh various stages of physical transition and um i mean the way that gender dysphoria has been described to me is not a sensation that i have ever shared but it just sounds like gutting <laughs> 
like oh my goodness yeah i don't and, think i've ever to... gone quite that far with gender dysphoria but i've definitely been kind of frustrated slash confused for a couple of years um yeah. sure well that's totally totally understandable um I mean, and then, of course, you add to that just our, our cultural notions of gender and how limiting those can be. And mm -hmm. that just makes everything <laughs> so yeah. much more challenging. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Even if you knew what you wanted, there's still so much social pressure to face. Oh, geez. Right. Like, to yeah, totally. Yep. Um, just come on, people. Let us let us be authentically ourselves and stop worrying about about it. <laughs> Yes, that would be <laughs> such a cool world. Oh my! Oh my, oh my goodness! I I would like to meet very authentic. Those are my favorite people. Are the people that are being most authentically themselves. It's inspiring. Yeah. Um, it really is. Those are the yeah. Those are the people that live enviable lives to me. If I could quote my friend James, um, oh. enviable life. That's what I look for. I see people that are experiencing joy and freedom and um i don't know that's just <laughs> very desirable to me <laughs> Same. Same so, so yeah no that's that's awesome very powerful thank you sky well, for thank sharing you for listening. yeah okay we have just three minutes left in our hour um, okay i have i guess one last question that we could probably answer pretty quickly maybe i don't know okay um, i'll try <laughs> and, and we can you know, go over maybe five minutes, something like that. It might be okay. Um, okay. My last kind of question that I thought we could possibly answer is how can people get started right now? Like what's a practice they could do that could kind of just get them started? And we'll, of course, talk more about like all kinds of stuff that we can do in future episodes, but just one or two things that right now could be useful. Oh, yeah. Well, um, the one, the one, the one that I think, um, uh, connected with me and I'm eager to hear what connected with you. But when I was taking the dream yoga class, um, Andrew suggested that we, um, set alarms on our phones to randomly remind us oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 to do a state check and by a state check, that would be, am I dreaming or am I awake? Um, and, and he, and, and, and so, you know, like, how do you know if you're dreaming or not dreaming? And if, if you want to, um, be able to wake up in your dreams, you need to know like, Hey, am I, am I dreaming or am I awake? And, um, both as a practice to like ground you in your day, you know, like you're running around, you're doing stuff, you're being productive. And then, you know, the whole day has gone. But if, you know, you can interrupt your day. And I think I did it 12 times, like during my waking time on my phone, I found an app. What was it called? Like, uh, let's see if I can find it. Cause I don't use it as much as I used to. Um, oh, mind jogger. That one worked for me, but I'm sure there's lots of others, but you can tell it, this is the number of times I want you to alert me and you can have it be on the hour or you could have it be random. I liked the randomness. That's so cool. Um, and so when that happens, I would, you know, repeat my, uh, my mantra that basically was like, yep, tonight I'm going to remember my dreams and I'm going <laughs> to, and I'm going to wake up in my dreams, you know, that intention, but also I would do a state check. Okay. You know, something weird happens. You hear, 
an alarm go off that you're not expecting or you see the postman walk by your window or you could use all kinds of things to cue yourself mm -hmm. if you don't want to use the app but just to um like hey am i awake or am i dreaming and then uh, like you mentioned earlier sky jumping is the easiest way it's a really good one yeah <laughs> because um physics and dreams is totally different and you'll either sink into the ground which i've done or you'll fly which i've done um but you or definitely you'll jump won't... off of a building somehow that you didn't even <laughs> or... know you're on <laughs> right what the hell but yeah like that's not going to happen um so yeah just um you know or even like you, you find yourself standing somewhere for a couple seconds between things and then i i that reminds me to like hey you know quick do a body scan do a jump you know like mm -hmm. repeat your mantra um and that that's just helped me like it punctuates my day it helps me know where i'm at and um it does if you keep doing something repetitively during the day it will bleed into your dreams um so that one's worked great for me what about you sky for me, I think one of the best things that I've been practicing is practicing relaxation. Um, what I've been finding is that stress is one of the fastest ways to, to go non-lucid. Because oh, yeah. stress very literally is something that you think is a threat and you believe is very real. And then it takes mm -hmm. all of your attention. And so right. just, just practicing at some point throughout the day, really, really relaxing. Like Not just kind of sitting on the couch, but whatever you're thinking about when thoughts come into your mind and you're kind of worried about the next day or things like that, just kind of knowing that for the next, whatever amount of time you said, you don't need to control it. And so that's the meditation is whenever you have a worry, a worried thought, you just let go of control. You just don't try to control it mm. and just kind of practice that for 10, 15 minutes. When you get the time throughout the week, hopefully every day is great. And that has yeah. really, really worked for me. Also, yeah. So relaxing. Oh man. And that goes back to the whole sleep thing. We just, we need more rest where, mm -hmm. I mean, um, yeah. I remember someone asking me once, like what I would do if I had, you know, what, or how, if I'd be upset with myself, if I had a day where I didn't do anything mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what? Well, number one, that's never happened. And number two, <laughs> I would I would feel a great sort sense of accomplishment if I ever managed it. <laughs> wow, what a great response to that. <laughs> I mean, wow. yeah, no, relaxation, self-care, man. It's huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge. I love it. Love that. Okay, awesome. How are we doing on time? We're good. We're only we're at 62:36 and counting. So awesome. I mean, we answered all our questions. That was Yay. that was a lot of fun. Thank was you a lot of fun. for making this first episode with me. Yeah, thanks, Sky, for researching all the stuff and coming up with the questions and, yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to for providing such a wonderful platform to work with. Heck, yeah, and thanks to Andrew Holosek for his amazing dream yoga class that yes, absolutely. set me off. on this path of, you know, self-love and stuff. It's pretty great. It is. And, okay. and yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Until next time, Oneironauts, we will just have a couple dreams. <laughs>